Racing. It's green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenz is holding on. Cut glory for Kablenz. But it is all heart style Rico. And he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Green light is on for the Green Light On podcast. Yes, hello and welcome to the Green Light On podcast. Uh, chatting all things Sandown Park for Thursday night, the 6th of July. We're going to catch up with a Gippsland trainer, a very uh, well-recognisable face when it comes to greyhound racing in Gippsland, Dawn Johnston. She'll be venturing down the highway from Boysdale to Sandown with potentially two starters for the Thursday night meeting at headquarters in Melbourne. So we'll break that down. Let's take a look, though, straight off the top at the Brisbane Cup and the Queensland Cup up at uh, Albion Park on Friday night. Just wanted to give you a quick tip for both. Uh, of course, gamble responsibly. I'm leaning toward Rip and Grace to win the Queensland Cup, drawn box number six. I know that's a tricky draw for her, but I thought her heat win was full of merit, and I like the way they've prepped her for this uh, series, staying up in Queensland since the early part of uh, June last month. So I think the draw makes it a bit harder in six, but if she can track, wheel and go, get a run into the race, she's going to be a, a big contender. Pelawa King's the favourite, and I think rightfully so. Such a, a strong stayer. And for the Brisbane Cup... I don't think the draw does Postman Pat really any favours because Elite Machine has speed, will shift up the track. Bears Bullet has pace in one, but I, I couldn't tip against Postman Pat. I think he's a genuine star. He's an absolute superstar, in fact. And if he can win this from the extreme draw, uh, he is going to be a presence to be uh, to be reckoned with moving forward. Run of the week. Well, we'll get back to Melbourne Town and chat uh, run of the week from last Thursday night, Sandown Park. Uh, we had the McKenna Memorial Heats. This podcast will take a good look at the McKenna as well, which will be uh, on Thursday night at Sandown Park. But a good night of racing last week. I thought Webleck Wolf was really good to come from behind in race number two. Dutch Wright dominated again, jumping to the front from box four in race number three. Uh, a little bit further down the program, Landon Bale was terrific, went Terrific early, 504-1876, just bang, bang, get the job done in the first part of the race. I thought Whitley Bale was good. Hector Fawley was brilliant. Rhino Bale was good because we uh, tipped him, but I, I probably just couldn't go past what Hector Fawley did. Um, Mapunga Smokey was the other one I had to give an honourable mention to, but for me, uh, it was Hector Fawley. Even though we've been mentioning a lot about this greyhound of late, I, I just think... The, the Cockrells have done a really good job with him because I honestly thought after his 700-metre run leading up to the Sandown Cup where he just he just gave it his all and just pretty much burst. He just did not run the 700 at all. They have been able to freshen him up, drop him back to 500, then build him back up, and he is racing as well now as he was prior to that, and I think that is a, a really, really good training effort. Here he is last week, Hector Forley winning from Box 5 in the first heat of the McKenna Memorial. Sing. Hector Foley jumped fair, so did Jarek Bale. Speed out from Andre Bale's going to lead. Across to second, Sunnyside Zeus. Hector Foley zooms up to third. Jarek Bale back to fourth. Then Fab's Vegetable. Behurtha back to Lawn Express trying to get around them. And then Amron Dan and back to last was Raven Owl. The leader was Andre Bale. Up on the outside goes Hector Foley. Hector Foley a length away. Behind them next was Sunnyside Zeus running on next. Lawn Express on the swing. Hector Foley ran to the lead. Andre Bale tries to come Sunnyside Zeus but Hector Hector Foley four out of four wins it over Sunnyside Zeus terrific win terrific run the runners up too don't forget about uh, Sunnyside Zeus moving forward that was a, a nice run from the wide draw and uh, we'll lose no admirers all on that runners up performance behind Hector Foley in that first heat 
Thursday's preview. Ooh, let's tear Thursday night's preview apart, uh, starting with race number one. The ball set to bounce at 14 past six, and I'm with Webley Wolf to win this, but I actually like Denison Frisbee number three to run a play, so I think the one and two might cut at each other early, and uh, Denison Frisbee can just track up behind the speed and maybe just slide through and grab a, a place at a price that would probably be more a place than potentially the one and two will be for a win. So happy to go that way. Race two, the restricted win final. Look, I'm going 6C, but I don't love the fact supply chains drawn in two did show better speed than 6Seed, even though 6Seed was, was blitzing at the end, breaking 34 on Sunday. So I don't think the track was that quick either on Sunday. So it was a big performance from 6Seed. And you go back five starts, it took a, a Hector Fawley 33-64 to run him down. So happy to go with 6Seed. I think he's going to be unders price-wise based on supply chain, putting heat to him early. If he can hold out that runner, uh, he's going to be very hard to beat. Launch code for me, race three, drawn box five now in the Ennis Kennel. Uh, should be hard to catch. Race four, I like one Zulu blast up to 600 metres. Thompson Kennel not mucking about. Um, he does look as if he's going to be a 600-plus dog, so they're getting there nice and early. Uh, he's not yet two years of age, but he's showing every indication that he wants this type of distance range. Race five again with Team Thompson going Navarino on top number three, drawn to be hard to beat. Uh, race number six now, I like Zara Mani here. I think this could be her chance to go to the next level at Sandown Park. I know she hasn't had the best of luck in her Sandown Park races to date, but she's drawn well. She's got the wide-running Dusty Burbsky in three, so she's going to get room. And I think if you give Zara Mani room, uh, you'll probably regret it if you're racing against her. Obviously, Landon Bale's a threat, but I'm with Zara Mani. Then race seven, the Gabby Lodge. I'm going to go with uh, Yachi Bale. Uh, look, his last couple of runs have just given the indication that he's back to where he needs to be. Close watch, though, on Sunnyside Joe. The, the last few runs have been good, and I reckon track conditions weren't perfect last time in that placing behind Zara Mani. So if Zara Mani can win race six, keep a close eye on Sunnyside Joe in the next. Race eight, the McKenna Memorial Group 2, $87,000 in prize money, which is enormous for the middle distance. Sunnyside Zeus in one, Valor Bell two, Ailey Bell three, Belvile in four. Uh, Hector Forley, Rhino Bell, Jarek Bell, Andre Bell, Reserves, Lawnet Express and Triumph. Well, look, it's a tough race. Um, Hector Forley's one that I, I sort of keep bouncing back to, but if they're going to better price of, say, $10 like the watchdog is suggesting for Sunnyside Zeus, I'm just going to have to have a close watch on him. Uh, he's going so well at the moment. His run was gutsy behind Hector Forley. He's drawn really nicely down near the inside. He could just about land in front, and if he does and Let's say an Ailey Bale and an Andre Bale, maybe Rhino Bale lob second, third and fourth. They'd be all out chasing Sunnyside Zeus. So I'm probably tipping Hector Forley, but if Sunnyside Zeus goes around at the price that is recommended from the form guide, uh, I might go with him. Race nine, we're going to chat with Dawny Johnston in just a moment with El Crimpador. I may well have pre-recorded that one, and, and I might just uh, tip her in here, El Crimpador, on the each way. Close watch on Manila Heckle. They're the two I like in the race, drawn boxes two and three, but we'll learn a little bit more about uh, El Crimpador in just a moment. Race number 10, I'm tipping number five, Never Be Alone. I, I know she doesn't win out of turn, but she just does everything right. If she can cross and lead, she's halfway there. Race 11, I like the five, Hebridian Black. Good run behind Mapunga Smokey when they were running time up front. Uh, this is probably going to be a little bit easier. I doubt the winner's going to run 29-27 here. And race 12, the last, thought this was a little bit of a throw a dart at the board job, and I'll probably go with number two, Aston Wide, who does generally show good speed. And I think coming back to 500 is his go, where he can land in front and, and take some catching from there. Hunters, punting club. The double PC, chances are you're going to lose. Gamblers help, 1-800-858-858, or visit Gambling Help online. 
www.org.au for free online confidential support. Uh, found this a really hard meeting, to be fair, to, to try and pick out and isolate a couple of winners. I do like a few. Sunnyside Zeus, if he goes around at a big price, he could be worth a small each-way play. But I think the best bets are early. Zulu Blast, race four, number one. I'll have $30 a win on him. Uh, I think Succeed's going to be unders, so I may not have a bet there. Probably race one, number three, Denison Frisbee. I'll either have 10 or $20 a place, and if I was going to have one more, it would probably be Zara Marnie in race number six. Inside Info. Let's swing our attention now to the Inside Info segment and a happy face when it comes to Greyhound Racing, in particular in Gippsland in Victoria's Dawn Johnston. Whenever we travel down there, we say g'day to Dawny. Dawny says g'day back. Hello, Dawn. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Hello, James. Thank you for having me. Hey, I reckon everybody loves uh, seeing you, Dawn. You've always got a smile on your face and, and you work really bloody hard. Every time I go to the races in Gippsland, you're there. Tell me a little bit more about it. Uh, yeah, just really busy. We've got about 38 dogs here, pups and um, racing dogs, but couldn't do it without my husband. Uh, can't be in two places at once. So, yes, we are very busy. How did you get involved? Uh, well, my husband's uh, brother ha- had greyhounds and when we got married we uh, were share farming and he said, how about having a couple of pups? So a couple of pups ended up where we are now. And now, tell me a little bit about the setup. You're training out of Boysdale, which isn't too far from Sale. Uh, before we chat about the track at Sale, which I'm sure you're excited to hear isn't too far away, what's it like training dogs in, in Gippsland? Oh, look, it's, it's good. We've got plenty of room up here. We've got plenty of land and... Yeah, it's just a beautiful part of the world up here. I look at the hills and wonder why you'd want to live anywhere else. So, yeah, it's a really – it's good. And when we had our dairy cows, well, you were here all the time anyway. So um, the dogs were just a, a natural thing to do, I think, because you were farming 24-7. So uh, the dogs, as everybody who trains greyhounds or rares or whatever knows, um, it's 24-7. It's a, it's a lot of work, it's a lot of commitment, and I reckon it would be a little bit harder now that Sale has been out of action for the last six months. But I will say, Dawn, I'm not sure if you have been down to the club just recently. I went down, uh, I think it was Monday this week, so just a couple of days ago, and the track is oh so close to being up and going, which is exciting, and I bet you can't wait for racing to return locally. Yeah, we definitely, we, you know, and even the ones further further than I am, uh, you know, we're just hanging out for it. We've um, we've got some dates, we've got some trial sessions that are hopefully, um, it's all going to come off. We'll do a few of um, the committee's dogs. We'll put a couple around to start off with, and then if that all goes well, um, on the eighteenth of July, we will start publicly trialling for everyone. So everyone who's listening, all being well, you can book online on Monday the 17th at 9 o'clock for sessions on Tuesday and then similar for Wednesday, you book on Tuesday and then Saturday. So our trial sessions will be the same. They'll be Tuesday, Wednesday and Saturday. So can't wait. You've covered all bases for me there, Dawn, when it comes to racing at sale. But there's something about that place. Like, it's a fortress for trainers like you, the Whelans from Tongue, just have so much success there on a regular basis. What do you put that down to, and do you expect that's going to continue on the new track? Because I felt like there was a definitely like a home ground advantage for, for local trainers, and I suppose it probably comes down to the fact that you do a lot of educational work there. The greyhounds know every grain of sand. Is that is that what you put it down to? Because, yeah, you, you, you're unbeatable at sale, I think is the best way to put it. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, definitely you're right. It, it is our home track. Um, our pups are broken in there. Um, and, you know, particularly when you have some some of the bigger races, a lot of people come from, you know, the other side of town who may have only been here once or not at all. And um, our dogs have just got it all over them because we know where that corner was and we, <laughs> we know all those sneaky little things. So um, uh, hoping that this one will be the same. It will be our track for breaking our pups in and everything. So hopefully we'll keep the edge on all those people over the other side of the city. I'm hoping you let uh, let a trainer like me and my better half uh, wander down every now and then and pinch one. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, we welcome everyone with open arms. It's a great track. Uh, we're right, you know, on the track. So um, hopefully this will you know, be a, a, as good as it was last time. Well, for viewing and everything else, it certainly will be. And we've all got our fingers crossed that the track's going to um, meet up to our expectations. A couple of the well-known track uh, people have showed me a few areas that are going to be new to uh, to Greyhound Racing at Sale. And I reckon, honestly, Dawn, it's the best track to go watch Greyhound Racing at. I know this podcast is all about the Metro tracks. And don't get me wrong, racing at Sandown Park from a viewing perspective and the Meadows is phenomenal. But there's something special about it, like a, a Sale Cup night, don't you reckon? when the, the crowd are, are sort of just, you know, pulsating out of the bistro right onto the track. It's just such a, I don't know, such a vibrant place, especially that time of year. Yeah, um, and we love it because uh, there's not a lot around sale and, and the young ones look forward to coming up to the Sale Cup, you know, so we try and have the party paddock for the young ones. We try to cater for everything, the kids, and and it is. It's just a really, at that time of year, everyone's in a festive mood and, um yeah, as you say, it just pulsates around the whole venue. It's it's really good. Hey, let's get rid of the sale hat. Let's put the Dawn Johnston hat on and chat a little bit about your career as a trainer. Now, these stats I'm not 100% sure are correct, so please correct me if they're wrong. Uh, first runner, Blaze and Arch, back in August of 2009 for you. Is that correct? Yeah, no, I, I was training a bit before that. I oh. trained a dog called Springton. Um, so yeah, he won his first start, but I've been training for about 38 years, so oh, I've, I've, been... I've, I've missed a bit then, haven't I? <laughs> yes, just a little bit, yeah, yeah, I've been married for 46 years this, uh, Saturday, and we sort of got dogs basically when we started, but, uh, training started a little bit later, so yeah. Well, there you go. My stats can be thrown in the bin, but uh, anyway, I had some good ones, Dawn. I reckon this is the last 14 years. You've had uh, 415 winners in your name, which is a is a staggering effort. Uh, I won't chat too much more about stats because clearly my stats are all, all rubbish, but um, <laughs> let's let's chat about something that isn't rubbish, and you've got two runners going around at Sandown. I'm not sure if you've seen the race that Awakening Dawn is in. You have drawn reserve, but there is a couple of scratchings in that particular race. The reserve has come out uh, number 10, and so has the 7, so it looks like the speedy Awakening Dawn will get a run. Do you give uh, Awakening Dawn half a chance there? Um, look, probably not out wide. Um, she's not going as well as she was. She led on Sunday for most of the way and only ended up fourth. Um, she is a bit short of a run, um, as I say, with no sale or anything. It's really hard to get trials. So I think me, along with a lot of other people, are perhaps putting them in a little bit earlier than we should. Um, but, look, if she gets in front, I'd say a place would be best for her, yeah. What about uh, race nine, El Crimpador, beautifully bred? He's the son of Fernando Bale, Crimson Vixen, and I, I feel like in his last three or four runs, he's, he's shorter. He just he, he accepts whatever you throw at him. Like, he hit the line okay in a 400. You stepped him up to 460, hit the line okay. And then I thought on Sunday, he was pretty gutsy. He was right up there for a long way, only got beat half a length. And he looks like he's progressing. And, and the fitness from his run on Sunday, he's probably going to progress even more. 
Yeah, that's what we're hoping. He uh, had three weeks off and we sort of brought him back, gave him a couple of 400s, put him up to the 460 and then um, uh, stand down last Sunday, which I was I was really pleased with his run. Um, he sort of drifted a little wide on the home straight, which indicates he was sort of fatiguing a little bit, I think. Um, but... Yeah, look, he's he's a smart little fella. He sometimes uses his head a little bit too much. He looks for a run and, and then he can see it's getting cut off so then he goes back to the outside. So he's, he's a real thinker but he's a, he's a lovely dog and, yeah, I would hope he would um, yeah definitely be up there in the placings anyway uh, tomorrow night. That's a good push. $16 he's marked in the form guide, so I reckon we, uh, we jump on and gamble responsibly on that. He'd be the best of the two chances if the other girl gets a run. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Okay, Dawny, uh, you mentioned a moment ago, I think, I'm, again, I'm not that good with these stats, but I think you said you've been married for around 30 years, involved for almost 40 years. I don't know how, no, how that's even no, possible. No, I've been married for 46 years. There you go, involved. <laughs> on, on Saturday. Oh, well, congratulations. Happy anniversary. You don't look old enough to be uh, to be married for 46 years, but um, what, what has been the highlight for you in, in the racing industry over the last 30 or so years? Oh, definitely 2009. I had a greyhound called Mr. Muriduck. He uh, won his heat of the Melbourne Cup. I think he ran 29.54 back then, which was really, really good. Um, went into the final, drew box three, uh, tried to cross a little bit too soon and got checked, but ended up hanging on for third. So uh, Simone Fisher was saying to me, I, you think you'd won this, the Melbourne Cup? I said, I feel like I've won the Melbourne Cup. So uh, that was definitely my biggest highlight. On the back of that then, Dawny, you've ran third in the Melbourne Cup. Moving forward, what would be the race that you'd love to win? Is it to get redemption and go two better in a Melbourne Cup? Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's. I think that's what we all breed and, and you know, that's the ultimate prize, I think, for, for just about everybody in greyhound racing. Um, yeah, so that, that would be it for me. But, you know, j- just winning races. Uh, with uh, El Crimpador, uh, the people who own him are a lovely uh, group um, and they come along to the races, they bring their children and to see the kids with the dog and, you know, even when he runs second or whatever, the joy on their faces is just amazing. So to me, that's a lot about greyhound racing too. It's not it's not the win, it's, it's getting the people involved and the little boys just keep telling their parents, can we please go and see Crimper, can we go and see Crimper? So, um, you know, that's really important to me as well. But, yeah, Melbourne Cup would be would be just amazing. It's a beautiful way to look at it. We'll be cheering for Crimper at uh, Sandown yes. on Thursday night. As I let you go, Dawny, if you could give advice to somebody getting involved in greyhound racing, and this could be pretty broad, what would be the one thing that you'd say to a, a new participant, whether they be an owner or a trainer or, or both moving forward? Just uh, be patient. Be patient with your dogs, I think. You know, sometimes I feel that people rush them along too much. So be patient and trainers be transparent with your owners and get them involved. You know, I'm thoroughly enjoying having Crimpers people on board and, uh, you know, we've got a little WhatsApp going where we keep communicating every week and then they all have their little say. And, and yeah, so be transparent and, um, and give the dogs a good chance. Absolutely brilliant, Dawn. You've covered everything. Good luck with Thursday and and good luck with sale opening up. I can't wait to see how it all plays out. Oh, I can't either. (laughs) Well, that's all for this podcast. Hope you've enjoyed it, punters. Until next time, you know the drill. Safe travelling and uh, happy punting. What are you really gambling with? Call Gambler's Help, 1-800-858-858.
or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au for free support.